0: Good morning, good morning all of God's Chosen and Divine Ones. Welcome to another episode of Find Joy in Your Journey with Michelle. I hope everyone is having a wonderful and blessed day in the name of the Lord. I know some of us may wake up and have a lot on our mind. And... I just feel it in my spirit that someone listening to the sound of my voice has some anxiety and depression going on. And they feel like the vision that the Lord has given them is not coming to pass. They're not seeing it brought forth. So that's where the faith comes in. Because faith is hearing comes by hearing the word of God. And you have to get into your Bible and get a relationship with the Lord. You can't listen to anyone else. They can give you advice. Yes, I'm not saying don't listen to anyone when they're trying to give you advice about the Lord. But for you to get a personal relationship with our Heavenly Father and for you to see the results that you're looking for, we have to first seek the kingdom of God. And that means we have to first read our Bibles. I know when I first started, I didn't understand everything. But as you grow and you pray for God to open your eyes, and your ears so you can receive his breathing living word and you can understand it pray for understanding for the knowledge and the wisdom on how to use it once you understand it because you can read the Bible many times in different passages or the same passages excuse me You can read the same passages many times and each time you read it, it may speak something different to you, depending on the times and the seasons that we're in in our lives. Glory be to God. I just pray that the Holy Spirit will fall fresh on the word that I'm bringing forth to you guys today. That there would be none of me but all of all of God speaking through me. Guard my heart, guard my speech, guard my tongue. Anoint me with only your powers, Father, Jesus Christ, to bring forth the word to your people as you would. Want them to hear it and receive it, and I just pray that someone receives it today in the name of Jesus. All right, so the Lord has brought me to John and wanted me to share. Okay, so the purpose of the book of John is to prove. Conclusively, that Jesus is the son of God and that all who believe in him will have eternal life. So that is John's main purpose is to prove to us without no doubt that Jesus is the son of God and that all who believe in him will have eternal life. That just excites me so much. Um, I mean, that's just amazing. Just have faith. The size of a mustard seed. And I don't know if any of you have seen a mustard seed, but it's really tiny. See, that's all the faith that you gotta have. Of course, we, you know, to walk with Jesus, you have to have more faith than that. But for the ones who are babes in Christ, who don't really understand fully, they're confused. I'm just here to tell you that all you've got to have is faith the size of a mustard seed in Jesus to believe out of doubt that Jesus is the son of God and you will have everlasting life with Jesus Christ through Jesus Christ because through him is the only way that we can make it to the father amen glory to God so John the apostle son of Zebediah brother of James called a son of thunder that's what his nickname was. They called John the Son of Thunder. So, the book of John is written for new Christians and searching non-Christians. And it was also written after the destruction of Jerusalem in A.D. 70 and before John's exile to the island of Patmos. Glory be to God. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written, that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And that believing ye might have eternal life in his name. There is that might there. Because it's up to us to turn from our old, wicked ways, to let ourself die to sin and be reborn through Jesus Christ. I know no one is perfect. No one will ever be perfect but Jesus. But we just have to strive each moment of our lives not just when people are looking at us. I'm talking about the times that no one's looking at you. When you're in in your own lane by yourself, how do you react to a circumstance that comes about and it's hindering you? How do you handle that in private? or how do you handle it in general? Because it's not what we go through that defines us, but it's how we handle what we go through that helps us to become who we're supposed to be. It gives us correction, direction, multiplication, once we figure that out, Glory be to God. God will multiply your gifts. And he tells us in his word. If we will start it, he will finish it. If it is in his will for your life. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord said So Jesus, John the Baptist, the disciples, Mary, Martha, Lazarus, Jesus, Jesus's mother, excuse me, Pilate, and Mary Magdalene. These are the main people that John is focusing his book on writing about. So, of the eight miracles recorded, six are unique among the Gospels to John, as is the Upper Room Discourse. And you can find that in chapters 14 through 17. Over 90% of John is unique to his Gospel. John does not contain a way. John does not contain a genealogy or any record of Jesus' birth, childhood, temptation, transfiguration, appointment of the disciples, nor any count of Jesus' parables, assassin of great commission. So John... Spoke and galaxies world into place. No, excuse me. He spoke and galaxies world into place. Stars burned. The heavens and the planets began orbiting their suns. We're talking about the Lord here, God. Words of wisdom, unlimited unleashed power. He spake again and the waters and the lands were filled with plants and creatures running, swimming, growing and multiplying words of an animating, breathing, pulsing life. Again, he thinking, speaking and loving words of personal and creative glory, eternal, infinite, ultimate, excuse me, unlimited. He was and is and always will be the maker and the Lord of all that exists and then he came in the flesh to speak in the universe called planet earth the mighty creator became a part of the creation limited by time and space and susceptible suitable to aging sickness and death but love propelled him And so he came to rescue and save those who were lost and to give them the gift of eternity. He is the Word. He is Jesus Christ. It is this truth that the Apostle John brings to us in this book. John's Gospel is not a life of Christ. It is a powerful argument of the Incarnation, a conclusive demonstration that Jesus was and is the very heaven-sent Son of God and the only source of eternal life. John discloses Jesus' identity with his first words. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And the rest of the book continues. The theme John, the eyewitness, chose eight of, chose eight of Jesus' miracles or signs, as he calls them, to reveal his divine human nature and his life-giving mission. These are the signs. First one, turning water into wine. That is in chapter two, one through 11. Healing the official son, chapter 4, verses 46 through 55 in John the third one, healing the lame man at the pool of Bethsaida, excuse me, chapter 5, verses 1 through 9, the fourth one, feeding the 5,000 with just a few loaves and fish, that is in John 6, 1 through 14, The fifth one is walking on water. Chapter six, verses 15 through 21. Six, restoring sight to the blind man. Chapter nine, verses one through 41. The seventh is raising Lazarus from the dead. Chapter 11, verses one through 44. And after the resurrections, giving the disciples an overwhelming catch of fish. That's in chapter 21, verses 1 through 14. In every chapter, Jesus' deity is revealed and Jesus' true identity is underscored through the titles he is given. The Word, the only begotten Son, Lamb of God, Son of God, True Bread, Life, Resurrection, Fine, and the formula is I am. When Jesus uses this phrase, he affirms his pre-existence and eternal deity. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I am the true vine. The greatest sign, of course, is the resurrection, and John provides a steering eyewitness account of finding the empty tomb. Then he records various post resurrection appearances by Jesus. John, the devoted follower of Christ, has given us a personal and powerful look at Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God. As you read his story, commit yourself to believe in him and follow him. Glory be to God. So John makes it clear that Jesus is not just a man. He is the eternal son of God. He is the light of the world because he offers this gift of eternal life to all people. How blind and foolish to call Jesus nothing more than an unusually good man or moral teacher. Yet we sometimes act as if if this were true when we casually toss around his words and go about living our own way. If Jesus is the eternal Son of God, then we should pay attention to His divine identity and life-giving message. Jesus meets with individuals, preaches to great crowds, trains His disciples, and debates with them, the religious leaders. The message that He is the Son of God receives a mixed reaction. Some worship him, some are puzzled, some shrink back, and some move to silence. We see the same varied reactions today because times have changed, but people's hearts remain hard. May we see ourselves in these encounters Jesus had with the people, and may our response be to worship but follow him. So Jesus carefully instructed his disciples on how to continue to believe in after his death yet they could not take it in after he died and the first reports came back that jesus was alive the disciples could not believe it thomas is especially remembered as one of who refused to believe even when he heard the eyewitness accounts from other disciples may we not be like thomas demanding a physical face-to-face encounter But may we accept the eyewitnesses' testimony of the disciples that John has recorded in his Gospels. And not only that, but to this day, we all have a testimony of something that the Lord has brought us through into and give us a way out of it. When we didn't see a way out, the Lord will always give us a way out of no way. We just have to seek him first and invite him in to work in our life and in our hearts, our minds and in our souls. Because unless you do that, he's not going to, he's going to be there waiting for you to ask and invite him in because he is not a rude God. He's not going to intrude on you if you don't want him there. So you have to invite him. I invite the Holy Spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Someone out there is not believing fully that Jesus is the Son of God. And he was raised on the third day and ascended to heaven set on the right hand of God. But I pray right now in the name of Jesus that this word will help you see that Jesus is the Son of God. He did rise on the third day after being hung on the cross and beaten. He rose on the third day. Let not let us not be like Thomas and have to see that face-to-face encounter to believe it. Like, we always want to ask God to give us a sign or if this is... What you have for me, or you know, show me. You got to no, no. We can't be like that. We have to have faith and believe in the unseen. That's what faith is: is believing in what we cannot see. It's like we may not look; our situation may not look like we want it to look like right now. But it's only our condition, not our position. It is only our condition, not our position. Because the Lord is calling us for greater. He has a plan to prosper us, not to harm us. Thank you. Thank you, Father. (laughs) So because Jesus is God, he lives forever. Before the world began, He lived with God and he will reign forever with him. In John, we see Jesus revealed in power and magnificence even before his resurrection. John recorded eight signs or miracles that show the nature of Jesus' power and love. We see his power over everything created and we see his love of all people. These signs encourage us to believe in him. Jesus taught his disciples that the Holy Spirit would come after he ascended from earth. The Holy Spirit would then indwell, guide, counsel us, and comfort those who follow Jesus. Through the Holy Spirit, Christ's presence and power are multiplied in all who believe. On the third day after he died, Jesus rose from the dead. This was verified by his disciples and many eyewitnesses. This reality changed the disciples from frightened deserters to dynamic leaders in the new church. This fact is the foundation of the Christian faith. Jesus offers eternal life to us. We are invited to begin living in a personal, eternal relationship with him now. Although we must grow old and die, by trusting him, we can have a new life that lasts forever. Once we do die, we're leaving. we got to believe. Believing is active, living, continuous, trusting in Jesus as God. When we believe in His life and His words, His death and His resurrection, we are cleansed from sin and receive power to follow Him. But we must respond to Him by believing. Through God's Holy Spirit, we are drawn to Him in faith. We must know the Holy Spirit to understand all Jesus taught We can experience Jesus' love and guidance as we allow the Holy Spirit to do his work in us. We can be changed as the disciples were. And we can have confidence that our bodies will one day be raised to live with Christ forever. The same power that raised Christ to live can give us the ability to follow Christ each day. Glory be to God. Yes. Thank you, Lord. So in the gospel of John, it provides clear evidence that Jesus is the son of God and that by believing in him, we may have eternal life. John also provides unique material about Jesus' birth. He did not come into being when he was born because he is eternal. God in the beginning was the word. so this is talking about God becoming a human being in John first John excuse me first chapter in John in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God the same was in the beginning with God all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made in him In him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not there was a man sent from god whose name was jesus the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe he was not that light but was sent to bear witness of the light That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh in the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name which were born, not of blood, not of thy will, of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This we, he of whom us spake, He that cometh after me is preferred before me. For he was before me. And of his fullness have all we received. And grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses. But grace, the truth, came by Jesus Christ. No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which was in the bosom of the Father. He hath declared him. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So going on to talking about John the Baptist declaring his mission. Starting at verse 19. And this is the record of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites... From Jerusalem to ask him who art thou and he confessed and denied not but confessed I am not the Christ and they asked him what then art thou Ellis and he saith, I am not art thou that prophet and he answered no <sighs> then said they unto him who art thou that we may give an answer to them that sent us. What sayest thou of them thyself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah. And they which were sent were of the Pharisees. And they asked, and they said unto him, Why baptize thou then, if thou be not that Christ, nor Ellis, neither that prophet? John answered them, saying, I baptize with water. But there standeth one among you, whom he not, he know not. He it is, who coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoes latchet I am not worthy to unloose. These things were done in... Betharba, Betharba, excuse me, Arba beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. Verse 29, the next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world this is he of whom I said after me cometh a man which is preferred before me for he was before me and I knew him not but that he should be made manifest to Israel therefore am I come baptizing with water and John bare record saying I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it abode unto him and I knew him not but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, upon whom thou shalt see me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending, and the remaining on him. The same is he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost, and I say the and bear record that his that this is the Son of God. Verse 35. Again, the next day after John stood and two of his disciples and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, Behold the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and saw them following and saith unto them, What seek ye? they said unto him rabbi which is to say being interpreted the master where dwellest thou he saith unto them come and see they came and saw where he dwelt and abide with him that day for it was about the tenth hour So, abod means stayed. So they came and saw where he dwelt and stayed with him that day. For it was about the tenth hour. So it was ten o'clock. And one of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew Simon, Peter's brother. He first findeth his own brother Simon, and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus, and Jesus beheld him. He said, Thou art Simon the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is interpreted a stone. The day following jesus would go forth into galilee and findeth philip and saith unto him follow me that's what jesus said to philip follow me now philip was at bethsaida the city of andrew and peter philip findeth Nathaniel and said unto him we have found him of whom moses in the law and the prophets did write, jesus the nazareth of son of joseph and nathanael said unto him can there any good come thing out of the Nazareth Philip said unto him come and see Jesus saw Nathaniel coming to him and said of him behold an Israelite indeed in whom is no guile so no guile means nothing false he has nothing false in him so Nathaniel said unto him whence now's Thou mean? excuse me, whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saved thee. Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the son of, of God, thou art the king of Israel. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree. Believest thou, thou shalt not see greater excuse me, thou shalt see greater things than these. And he saith unto him, Verily, verily I say unto you, this is what Jesus is saying to him hereafter ye shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Glory be to God. So I'm going to stop there. That is all of John chapter 1. And I really, um, Jesus was referring to Jacob's dream recorded in Genesis um, chapter 28 verse 12. As the unique God man, Jesus would be the ladder between heaven and earth. This would not be a physical experience such as the transfiguration, but spiritual insight into Jesus. True nature and purpose for coming. Jesus was on a mission to save the world. The greatest mission is in the history of mankind. Yet he took time to attend a wedding and took part in its festivities. We may be tempted to think we should not take time out from our important work our social occasions but maybe these social occasions are part of our mission jesus valued these weddings and festivities because they involved people and jesus came to be with people our mission can often be accomplished in joyous times of celebration with others bring balance to your life by bringing Jesus into times of pleasure as well as times of work. So weddings in Jesus' day were week-long festivals, banquets were prepared for many guests. And this week was spent celebrating the new life of the married couple. Often the whole town was invited and everybody came It was considered an insult to refuse an invitation to a wedding. To accommodate many people, careful planning was needed. To run out of wine was more than embarrassing. It broke the strong unwritten laws of hospitality. Jesus was about to respond to a heartfelt need. Glory be to God. So that's a little a little bit about what chapter 2 is going to be speaking about so we will um, be back so stay tuned for chapter 2 glory be to God so I hope someone I hope someone understand and have faith in Jesus To know he is the son of man. Excuse me, the son of God. Sorry. Oh, glory be to God. Thank you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Till next time, be blessed. Thank you for listening to Find Joy in Your Journey with Michelle.